0: Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm a 90s hip hop obsessed exclamation point loving mother to two boys. I'm a wife and a passionate digital designer. I spend my days doing what I love, which is helping women make money with WordPress, whether that's by designing and developing custom websites or helping teach women how to build their own thriving development studio. I'm here to share with you everything I know, all of the mistakes I've made so that you can take the shortcut to achieving your own version of success. To download my free guide to building your dream life, marketing your services, and booking dreamy high-paying clients as a designer, head to womanwealthwordpress.com forward slash freebie. You are listening to Women Wealth WordPress. Hi guys, welcome to episode three of Woman Wealth WordPress. Today I wanted to talk about pricing your offer. Definitely a controversial topic. It can be super emotional and charged and hard to have these conversations. So I'm hoping you get some helpful tips from this and it helps you to gain some confidence about what you're charging and around what you're offering and sending those priced packages out and following up on all of those good things. So let's dive in. The first thing I want to say is I know it's not easy to set prices. You can be tempted to look at what others are doing in the industry It's something that you're likely to start by undercharging, but we're going to go through some things that you do to work out. I'm not going to give you a number, (laughs) obviously that's different for everyone, but I will give you a bit of information about what I charge as well. The first thing I want to say to you is to price higher. So whatever you're thinking, I'm not going to say double it or triple it or whatever, but just go a little bit more, make it something so that it's a little bit scary and a little bit uncomfortable for you and that you need to grow into. The reason I say this is that if you're pricing low, it's going to lead to resentment throughout projects. And if you are feeling resentful with the work you're currently doing, or you're feeling stretched, or you're feeling burnt out by the end of a project, it could be a sign that you're not charging enough. So you probably need to raise your prices. And this is something that will come up again and again, as you expand your skill set and you get a bit more confidence behind you. Once you get to the stage where you're like, getting frustrated with every project, that's definitely a sign that you need to raise your prices. So make it something a little bit scary first up. Secondly, I would encourage you not to crowdsource your pricing. So I see this a lot actually in Facebook groups. I would definitely recommend not going to a Facebook group and going, hey, how much would you pay for this? And definitely not going to your friends or family and going, hey, how much would you you charge for this? That's something that I find even now when I have friends and family contact me and they want to work with me. And even though I do offer a friends and family discount, quite often when I send my prices through, they go, oh, ah. I didn't really have that much money in mind. So I definitely find that people that know you always (laughs) undervalue or I don't know, it's just a common thing that they don't really understand what you do for your work and how valuable that really is. If you're asking them to see your prices for you or to let you know how much they would pay, it's definitely going to be lower than the industry norm or what your clients would pay. And in saying that as well, everyone's at a different stage of their business. So someone might be starting out, someone might be three years in. Um, For example, someone who's making really good money, in their business is not going to flinch at a package the same way that someone who's just starting out is and they haven't got any income yet. So you really need to take into consideration where someone is on their business journey. And when you're doing that crowdsourcing, you're not getting that background information. You're not going to know if they're your target audience and you're not going to know what kind of money mindset work they've done on their own or how much they're making. All of those things really come into consideration. Just picking a number out of thin air is not going to give you a good indication of what you really should be charging and think about it yourself like what's expensive to you is not going to be expensive to someone else at the end of the day it all comes down to what someone values and painful something is in their business at that time if it's something that's really painful for them if they know where their issues are and that it is a pain point and that it's hindering their sales or they're embarrassed to send someone to their website they're willing to pay a lot more than someone who's oh, I could just do that myself and you just don't get that information from a quick comment or a quick poll or whatever it So that's really critical to keep in mind on that note as well is I found this personally Money in some ways doesn't matter. The actual figure doesn't actually matter to me. And this depends on a person's sales persona and their personality type. So you'll get to know, or you should get to know your ideal clients and what their kind of personality types are. And that can really help you around pricing. But what I find is when you say a number, if someone really wants to work with you, if they've gone through your funnels, if they've followed you for a while, if they know who you are, the number really doesn't matter. They will find that money to work with you if you've shown them the value that you can give them with your work. So that's really something that's worth keeping up your sleeve. It's just really good to stand your ground on your pricing and back yourself there. Next up, I want you to price for your lifestyle and work backwards. So work out how much you need to make and how much you can take on in one month. So this is where it's really important to be honest about how much time a site build takes for you. So it's really worth like timing the build and it's also worth timing the communication time with the client, how long it takes you to get the amends back from them and follow up any questions, any Zoom calls that you have as part of your project, how long it takes to get that sale across the line, that initial consultation and the follow ups and the post project. go live and all of that stuff, really include everything and work out how much time you're actually spending and then work out how much time you actually have and how much you need to make at take home and work backwards from there. I also want you to factor in once you've got how much you want to make, like to cover your mortgage and pay, feed your kids and buy some nice sheets or whatever it is, you want to really make like a livable wage and the prices I see some people charging in the industry, they're not making a livable wage and they're devaluing the industry and they won't be covering their costs. So you really need to consider all of that extraneous stuff as well. So you need to factor in tax, you need to factor in superannuation or 401k if you're in America. Personally, I set aside 30% of all of my income to cover my tax and my GST. You'll need to talk to your accountant or whoever it is to work out what you need to put aside. But I find that enables me to pay my tax obligations straight away. And I just have that in a separate account and that's not my money and I don't touch it. So that's super important to me in a previous business actually I got stung with some giant tax bills at some points and I really learned my lesson there profit first is a really good book to read on that one actually if you're still learning about business finances and things like that I'll pop the link to that in the show notes so yeah superannuation I think especially as women there's so many stats on this that we typically retire with a lot less super than men and it's for a number of reasons motherhood kids (laughs) time out of the field all that kind of stuff but for me I spent some time traveling and so I really know that I don't have as much super as I should have at this age and so that's a huge focus for me at the moment again talk to your accountant about what's right for you just telling you what I do but what you should consider as well you also want to factor in development and learning I'm really big on ongoing development and I've done a couple of big e-courses myself in the past year and I will continue to do them if there's something I want to do for example with this podcast course I invested in Stevie So Social podcast course because I just think it's worth me getting the shortcut the tools and all of the tips from someone who's done it rather than trying to muddle my way through and figure it out myself so I think development is a huge thing that again also enables you to put your prices up on an ongoing basis and offer more and more to your clients so that's a huge priority for me um you also need to think about advertising costs are you running Facebook ads are you running local ads and then local paper or are you attending local networking events in person or something like that those costs also need to be taken into consideration. And then lastly, those essentials like a space to do your work from, whether that's your house or you're hiring a co-working space or something like that, you need to consider that you might need to be paying for power, internet, (laughs) all those kinds of things. And then also in this industry, we need to invest in a lot of software, plugins, hosting, all that good stuff. So you really need to make sure that you're covering all of those costs. And when I see people offering sites for a couple hundred dollars, I know that they are making below minimum wage and they are not investing in those things. And when I know that someone is not investing in those things, I know that their builds are going to be subpar and that their work is going to be subpar. Not only does that lead to a bad outcome for the client, it also leads to devaluing in the industry and it leads to unfair expectations from people. Obviously not good. (laughs) And then the last thing is it depends on your target market. I personally, when I first started out, I was really wanting to work with like sole traders. But the further along I go, the more I find that I like working with kind of medium businesses in the professional space. So depending on who you're working with, that pricing really comes into consideration as well. So I found that with sole traders, I was sometimes having a little bit more trouble with getting that pricing across the line. I was getting a lot more requests for discounts and things like that. So I'm slightly tweaking my target audience at the moment, but that's something that you might like to do as you go as well. And it's something that might evolve as your business does as it has for me. So definitely consider your target market. And a couple of things I want to leave you with. So I saw a post on Instagram the other day and I don't remember who it was. So I'm really sorry. (laughs) I can't credit this person, but it said you you charge a thousand dollars for something and it's $1 to cut the wire and it's $999 to know which wire to cut. I think in this industry, it can feel weird to charge for something that's so fun. I love my job. I love the creativity I get every day. I love the projects I do. I love the people I work with. And it's just a lot of fun. I, like, I've like. i just been on holidays and I can't wait to get back to work. Sometimes there's a bit of like mental conflict with charging for something that comes so easily to you. But if something comes easily to you, that's how you know you're in the right space, in my opinion. And that comes with your expertise and the time that you've taken to learn, which has gotten you to this space. So really keep in mind that even though you might find it easy, it's not easy for your client. That's why they need to hire you to do it. That's something that I'm constantly working on is like backing myself and building that confidence. It's a never ending process. <laughs> I'm sure you're on the same wavelength there with me. And the other thing I wanted to leave you with was I actually had, I'm still going, I'm still growing. And last year I had quite a few projects where people actually asked me for discounts and I thought I was past that. I had started to say no to discounts and for one reason or another after having those onboarding calls and them going really well and building a good rapport and then people coming back and asking for a discount. For whatever reason, a couple of them had been that outlaid a lot of money to previous developers in that same year and they hadn't worked out well. They needed a discount to be able to book it in and all those kinds of things. And I said yes. And I said yes to a couple of discounts towards the end of last year. And what I found every time is that it led to resentment. In my pricing, I factor in additional rounds of amendments. I factor in me going above and beyond because I really want to do a good job for my clients. And I believe I really put that time in. And I find that when I take any amount of money off that total, it's really just not covering that extra, that going the extra mile. And so it really does lead to burnout and resentment. So something I've started working on and it's a mantra I've had in my head is no, I do not discount my prices. That's something I'm working on that I want to encourage you to do the same. Set your prices and back yourself because you've set them at that price for a reason. And a lot of what makes that difficult is mindset stuff so work on your mindset there's a lot of money what mindset work I do I will talk about it a lot more in this series but one book I really recommend is get rich lucky bitch by Denise Duffield Thomas and I will link that in the show notes if you found this helpful please leave me a review hit subscribe let your friends know share this podcast on Instagram if you're listening I would love to know what you think especially if you've decided to review your prices after listening I would love to hear from you thank you for listening. If you love what I do here, you can connect with me on Instagram at ceiling digital or at women wealth WordPress. I'm always up for a chat and I'm a complete open book. So feel free to email me with any questions or check out my website, womenwealthwordpress.com until next time aim big.